Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Here we go, everybody. A special edition, and I do mean special in all caps, uh, of Dr. Homebrew. It's the short uh, bus show. It's the short bus show, uh, but long in the tooth. Hmm. Ah, in the yes. tooth, in the long... Uh, tooth. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> it's Those things in your mouth that aren't tongues. That's true. Those are dentures. Uh, anyway, everybody, welcome back again. It's Dr. Homebrew. Uh, we do have a pretty cool show for you. Uh, we have the boys from uh, Sonoma Springs Brewing uh, in the studio today. And uh, apparently they, they think that we know what the fuck we're talking about because they want help with uh, some beer, uh, which is pretty cool, I think. They're going to they're gonna throw out a, a session IPA and uh, they want us to... To taste it and help them choose which uh, which recipe to, to, to put out into the and these universe. are they're pilot batches so it was brewed on a homebrew pilot system. batches they're homebrew absolutely 100 um, percent but yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it I think that's uh, I think that's special it, it means that we've uh, uh, faked it to this point we haven't made it necessarily but we've, we've faked we've got it. our front going successfully looks like we faked it it's a big time you ever want to see anybody blind themselves by putting on lip gloss just look at Beverly right now Apparently her lip gloss has lights in it, <laughs> and she uh. just—I just watched her blind herself. <laughs> Modern girl problems, dude. You know, oh, man, technology. Anyway, uh, before we get any further into this uh, weird uh, shenanigan that we call Dr. Homebrew, I want to thank our sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn all about the ways uh, that they can help you make better beer. You can get uh, PBW, Star Sand, Sandy Clean, all the kind of good stuff that you see uh, at every re- uh, reputable uh, homebrew shop and, and you know all the, all the kind of good stuff that helps you clean stuff and sanitize stuff in that order, uh, and then helps you be able to make drinkable stuff, which is the ultimate order. goal, right? Yeah. But I have a question for you, GP. Can, yes, you, Brian. can you use a sanitizer as a cleaner? You cannot. Well, I don't know. Can you? I wish there was a um, step-by-step. Uh, uh, no, you I'm cannot. I'm going to you on these. We had the eight <laughs> rules on the last show, That's man. true. That's true. Brian Rewind McDuff is, last uh, show. is uh, eight rules of sanitate, which I believe is, is on the uh, five-star website. Yeah. Eight rules of sanity. Yes, um, which is uh, cannot use a, a sanitizer as a cleaner. It's not gonna, no, not going to do the same thing. And you can't use a cleaner as a sanitizer. Thank you for that little tidbit. You're welcome. That is absolutely true. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's all you need to know. And uh, Try sanitizing with PBW. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might. You never know. I know there's a lot of confusing products out there, but uh, yeah, the folks at Five Star will set you straight. So check them out. FiveStarChemicals.com. If your favorite local homebrew shop does not carry Five Star, um, ask for the manager and demand that they contact the folks at Five Star. They're nice people. They bring you this show, and uh, you know, basically they, they allow us to slurp into your ears, which is very nice. And if your homebrew store guys are nice, demand nicely. 
Please demand nicely. Yes. Uh, you know, homebrew, homebrew store people are a finicky bunch. They're like um, abused animals. And it's to a certain extent, butter. <laughs> uh, grain dust, grain usually, dust. Oh, yeah. um, breathing much, it in all that too much hop chad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, it, yeah. Homebrew, homebrew shop workers are very, very odd, odd bunch, but, uh, uh, you know, just, just ask Jade and Roberto. I've always, hop I've always found them to be very reasonable. The reasonable. Normal and, we're, and yeah, cool we're a reasonable bunch. Just perfectly normal people. <laughs> Man, I ran into some weirdest people working at More Beer, man. Oh. Some of the weirdest people. Uh-huh. Um, because homebrewers are weird, man. It's a hobby yeah. that, that kind of appeals to, to a wide range of... of uh, From weird to normal. Socioeconomic backgrounds yeah. or whatever. Right. Psychological profiles. Psychological profiles. <laughs> yes. Uh, the FBI would have a field day uh, just profiling the standard uh, homebrew customer, I'm sure. I don't know. It comes, to, it comes out of like the do-it-yourself movement in the '70s, right? And all those funky people that went out in the woods and made their own <laughs> out of the woods, whatever you know, liquids, peanut butter, <laughs> made their own soap and made their own, you know, did their own canning and stuff. And yeah, I've done all a, of those things. A shack <laughs> in the woods with you know a wood heated stove and nothing else. You made your own. You you can buy a bar of soap for like ninety cents. That was Why last you, weekend, right? <laughs> Um, Why would you make your own soap? Why not? Why, uh, I went through this whole thing where I was like, I'm crafty. I'm not crafty. <laughs> but you I did accomplish what I set out to do. You made soap. I made soap. I made a lot. I still have some. You want some? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't wash myself with it because it didn't really do the job. Taryn made soap once, yeah. but for like Christmas gifts, like three years ago. Hindsight being what it was, that's probably what I should have done with the soap instead of shoved it in a Ziploc bag in my closet. Uh, You're never going to use it that way. You should probably put it out. Well, I was thinking of putting it in my... This is completely ridiculous. Yeah. I need to throw it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> you could give it as gifts for Christmas presents next year. How long ago did you make it? Long enough ago that I shouldn't give it away as Christmas <laughs> Bring it to BNA 10 and raffle it off as a prize on the main stage there. Just like, we've got... Yeah. That might be pretty good. At least homemade soap. Three bars of Bevo soap. Three bars. Right. <laughs> Lemon <laughs> lavender. Lemon, does it smell at all like either of those two things now? It smells a little like plastic. Oh. They'll be well, but that was right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, okay. Some people are bad homebrewers. I'm a bad crafter. Maybe it's aged well. I don't know. We'd like to. Can we judge your soap? I'll yes. I'll bring some in next time. I will. Okay. I will, I will make a whole, me, I'll make whole guidelines right. about latherability <laughs> and, uh, you know. You should have oh, aged man. it in a barrel, not a plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then then, you, then we would have a uh, we would have a shot here. I should Bourbon have saved soap. the forty dollars that the soap making kit was. Yeah, and, and just bought some ivory. So, yeah, gone yeah. to Costco. Exactly. Yeah, good job, Bev. Uh, okay, Sonoma Springs. We have Robert and Derek, right? That's right. You guys? Okay, God, I was like worried about that. Pressure's on. Pretty stupid. <laughs> How you guys doing? Fantastic. Thanks for having us. Where is Sonoma Springs? It's about a uh, mile west of the square in Sonoma, right okay. off Riverside Drive. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, how long has that been uh, a brewing entity? Well, um, so the company has been around since 2008. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, All right. But we recently moved locations, what, probably about a year or so ago, um, just down the street, same water supply as the original. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tap Room is scheduled to be open in early June. Pretty excited about that. Oh, wow. Um, we've been brewing in the new location since uh, January. Been back in market 
um, pretty much all across the Bay Area since uh, the end of January. Brewed our first, got our uh, temporary occupancy January 7th, brewed our first batch on the 8th, and uh, we've been selling draft um, since the 28th and selling growlers out the front door. Oh, wow. So, yeah. You guys are bootstrap. That seems uh, fairly fast-tracked, doesn't it, for for uh, for a, a, a brewery? I mean, I hear all these horror stories about people getting delayed for we five have, months well, this way yeah, and that way. Uh, so what we didn't tell you is that we started the move, what, a year, a year and a half before. 1842. Right? Yeah, it finally it's, took... It's been a long process. Okay. Well, it helps that you already had all the equipment. You just had well, to that's move also it. true. True. Yeah. You knew exactly how everything fit and right. Kind okay. of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sort of. Kind we had of. this yeah. awesome no. plan, which no. was yeah, just didn't work out very well. It took twice as long. <laughs> yeah. Cost twice as much. Was every know. everything yeah. that you guys read about starting your brewery? It's true. See, I, I want I, I want someone to come in and go. You know, I I I, I listened to your show and someone said. Uh, take your how much you think you're going to need and double it and that's how much you need and i did that and i needed to double that again because at some point we're just going to need to like multiply everything by eight we're pretty much there that's what it is (laughs) yeah that's what i i I seem to think i don't know if anybody's ever gone you know what i took that advice of of someone who started their own brewery doubled my uh what i what i foresaw my capital being and everything was perfect yeah i've never heard that before I only spent 80% of plan. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I had to go back and get another loan from the bank. That's what I hear more often than not. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Derek, you're the, are you brewing? You're the brewer? What do you, what do, you do? No, actually, the, uh, our, our, uh, our head brewer, um, Tim Gopinger, is, uh, is actually brewing as we speak. Um, he was supposed to be here tonight, but uh, our, uh, our assistant brewer, um, had to step out for some personal reasons, uh, from what uh, I understand. So as a one-man show, and, and uh, you know, I was joking with you guys earlier, it's truly handcrafted right now. Um, <laughs> right. There's not a lot of automation. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he needed to focus there. So, Well, you, I, in your email, you said that your your assistant had to go catch the midnight showing of Cinderella. That's and right. That's, yeah. it's, it's priorities. Okay. Well, yeah. good. I mean, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, no, I, um, you know, I brew when I can, but um, Robert and I are... Looking after the business as much as uh, much as possible. We're out. Okay. Um, you know, we're selling. We're is it your full time job? No, it's not. Okay. No. All right. Now, so you it feels you, like it though. Yeah, <laughs> it does. And uh, you were on our show a year or two ago. That's right. All yeah, right. my brother in law and I were on. Um, I want to say that was right after I'd moved back from Seattle. We uh, we tasted a couple of our beers. You know, had a good time. Obviously. Met some of the crew uh, from Mad Z's uh, um, in uh, in Livermore and Pleasanton. So happy to be back. Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, that was fun having Derek Chris on there, and uh, good to have you back. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Chris can listen later. Of course. I think he, he, he may be listening <laughs> now. live. Yeah. Hi, he, Chris. He, uh, he texted. Mad Z's. texted earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and Robert, how would you get involved in this whole thing? What do you do? Well, uh, so I got involved uh, almost on a lark. I... Um, I met the the team, uh, the founders of the brewery, uh, at a bar in Sonoma, and um, it's a good place to meet. Yeah, so I, I I was shooting pool, and this 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 guy was uh, was killing me, and that normally doesn't happen. <laughs> and I, I found out that he spent most of his time at uh, craft beer bars with pool tables in uh, San Diego. But he's friends with uh, one of the co-founders of the brewery, the brother of uh, the brewmaster. So who is Tom Geppinger. And so I started talking to them. I live in Sonoma full time. I worked in the financial services industry for 22 years. Um, and it was just an intriguing pro- uh, project. I knew about the product from having had it at 
some of the top restaurants in Sonoma. Okay. But um, at that point, they 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 had shut down at their old location, and I couldn't find them anymore. But there was a little hmm. sign that says, hey, we're, we're down the street, and I couldn't quite figure out where it was down the street. Anyway, so I, I met them and started talking to them. Well, it's not and, like Sonoma's a big place. Either. No, it's, it's no, not. Yeah. But, but um, <laughs> you know, the they should be they should be easily found. There's right. enough little nooks and crannies. To, yeah, trust, oh, yeah. Has, a brewery. And, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, Sonoma has its you know global face to it. Uh, it's a tourist <laughs> face, but there's a lot of eclectic things up there too. So, um, but anyway, uh, I ended up starting to to do some work uh, as you know, thinking as uh, an investor would is, hey, you know, is this business. Uh, worth uh, get involved in and helping them raise capital and or putting capital in and uh, so here I am a year and a half later I've learned a lot about brewing I've always been a beer drinker but uh, uh, learned a lot about brewing um, but uh, have really just focused on all the non-brewing parts of this business uh, that I could help bring expertise to 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 get it uh, on its feet at the bigger scale that we're at and back into the market at the bigger scale and with all the the challenges that that brings um, as you're you're relaunching a business. Okay. All right. And so to that end, we have two session IPAs here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is a new product for you guys. Yeah. I right? mean, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been a fairly popular style. Um, certainly one that, <clears throat> that I've drank a lot of, yeah. or, you know, since they, they got popular a year or two ago. Um, and we have uh, a couple of different, uh, styles or, or series as we call them. You know, we've got our core series, which is, um, includes some of the other beers we bought, our Kolsch, um, our, our core IPA, our black IPA. We've got our, um, our German series. Our Tim is of German descent. So he's all about the German styles. We brought, um, an alt, um, a wise beer. God bless um, him. I don't think we brought any of the Roggen beer. It's not quite ready yet, but that's uh, Friday. Friday, yeah. So I love I love hearing breweries do that shit. Man. Yeah, I no, mean, it's it, down with IPAs, up with everything else. Yeah, it's I been, love it. It's been super interesting. You know, it's um, you know you have to have an IPA, right? I mean, everyone knows that, and we've that's got the a, the reality. Exactly, yeah. we've got a couple, um, but where we're really seeing a lot of traction with our draft customers um, and even even restaurants is is the unique offerings. Mm-hmm. There's so many good. Big, heavy, you know, punch you in the face IPAs, where you really can only have one, maybe two. Um, right. People are looking for an alternative, right? Hey, so, if you like yeah. IPA, have you tried this? Or yeah, tried it good. Well, and I think there's a differentiation between, well, maybe not differentiation, but there's a there's a an, a, an identity crisis, maybe in craft beer words. People, there's a bunch of people who think craft beer is IPA, and then there's everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you have to appeal to the to the people like us in this room who have been drinking these other styles instead of just IPA. I have friends who the only craft beer they drink is IPA, yep. because that's just what's readily available. And <clears throat> I don't know if they know about anything else, but they they're just not they're not actively looking for it. But you need I think you need to to service that market of people who who know about the IPA but want some variation on that. Yeah, I totally that. agree. I mean, and I think um, I mean I, you know at the end of the day I was a uh, you know. Just drank IPAs right? yeah. for years, and then I kind of figured out, hey, there's other stuff, and it's really good. And I still start off the night with an IPA, but oftentimes I'm not ending the night there, right? So yeah, yeah. So we're we're doing the gutter, yeah, exactly. <laughs> doing really well with our German styles. Um, I hope so. You know, being in that. being in uh, in the wine country, we're really embracing and and have you know the heritage of the breweries that yeah. you know, we've embraced wine country. So 
Um, we have a you know a barrel program that we've restarted, um, which includes uh, sours, right? Okay. Um, which, okay. which you know obviously takes some time to get to where they need to be, so those yeah. aren't ready yet. Um, super excited though. You know, there's quite a few distilleries up in in our area as well, which oh, really? I don't think a lot of people know that they're no. small, but um, so we're doing some barrel barrel projects as well. For example, we took our Roggen beer and we're aging it on whiskey barrels um, for rye our whiskey barrels. rye whiskey barrels. Rye whiskey for our, so it's a rye based beer. beer. On yeah. rye based whiskey, okay, called Daedalus, okay. Um, and that'll be ready probably in a month and a half or so. We're going to sell that in large bottle format. Um, Did you trademark the name already? You guys get that out? No, of, we uh, didn't. <laughs> but we have trademarks on some of the other stuff. Okay, uh, yeah. you know, right. it's it's um, yeah. So, anyways, you asked the question about the sessions. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's it's a it's a style I'm a big fan of. Um, you know, there's there's some really good ones out there. There's some you know there's some ones that I think need some work. So um, when I we first started talking about the summertime and, you know, our, like we said, our Kolsch is a, is a really good seller, but we, I really wanted to do a session. Um, got in touch with you guys said, Hey, this would be a cool experiment. I actually just tasted both of them for the first time just now. And, um, I'm you know really excited to hear what you guys have to mm-hmm. say. Uh, you know, our goal is to get feedback. Um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we all started as home brewers and, um, and so, you know, we want to obviously put the best product out there. They're very different, as I said, um, yeah. very, very different, both in terms of your, your hot build, your malt build. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other interesting thing, too, was we brewed it on my system, your home uh, system. my homebrew system, okay. which is pretty, pretty solid homebrew system. It's, you know, it's got some automation and whatnot in it. Yeah. And so we were trying to map that the process that we went through to what it would be like on our bigger system. Yeah. And so there were some intricacies there. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, all the, the, the cooling management around fermentation and um, there's just some nuances. So it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what you guys think and, and, and get your feedback. Um, yeah. And then it'll be really interesting to try it once it's been scaled up, yeah. on, brewed on a professional sure. system with all the bells and whistles that, you know, we don't have access to. Have you scaled up system. a batch from that, the home brewing system up to that yet? Not yet. No, nope, this yeah. will be the first this one. This will be the first one. Yeah. Cool. And then the next one, uh, Brian, we're going to do is the... Is the um, bourbon barrel aged milk stout that we tasted last time we yeah, were on the show nice. which was which was awesome great um great yeah. question about the name real quick sonoma springs i mean you're talking about the area and the things that are up there I, you know you're close to calistoga and there's a lot of natural springs up there yep. is there a, a natural spring that your water is feeding off of that or <clears throat> is it a minerally kind of or is it like just where's the water coming from yeah it's it's a it's it's a water profile um that tim our brewmaster is is um super into and and definitely uh you know thinks adds a lot to the beer so much so as i mentioned before um when we were looking for new space one of the requirements was that it was on the same water supply as the old place yeah i I heard you pay attention to that so that's it you know i mean that you know and i know i've listened to your show many times water is a is a big big deal um and and that's ultimately why we landed where we did is because it is on the same water supply. Awesome, so, cool. Okay, yeah. Uh, before we get started in these beers, what uh, what makes a good session IPA, guys? What do you think? Well, um, so Ops. yeah, I mean, is, I mean, is this something in the new guidelines? Strength wise, it's it's you know it's like a, a pale ale, but it should have. I mean, the, the hops should be much more prevalent than a, just a regular pale ale. And also have a certain dryness to drive the drinkability, I think, too. And just, mm-hmm. but 
Is it is it just a pale a hoppy pale ale or is it no is it no. different? Like so what I are mean, we looking for when we so try the, this? The, the difference really, I mean, a pale ale is kind of a nice balance between malt and hops. It's not mm-hmm. an aggressive beer. It's something anyone can drink. I mean, it's not doesn't take a hop head aficionado to go for pale ale. Right. Whereas an IPA, you know, it's all about hops, all the hops you can get in there, at least for most West Coasters these days. Yeah. So session IPA is that scaled down alcohol wise bitter to balance so it shouldn't be it's not gonna be as bitter as a regular ipa but it should balance the malt pretty well okay. um, but it should still, still have that hop aroma and the flavor character so it's going to be compared to an, a pale ale it's probably going to be hoppier in the nose and the aroma sorry the aroma and the flavor but not it's not going to be over the top of the bittering it should be nicely balanced for the bittering yeah you definitely want to push up those aroma hops as high as you can get them in this to make it hey this smells like an ipa and this is you know but it's yeah, it is a very delicate balancing act with the strength versus the the bitterness there. So yeah, if you go if you bittered it like a regular IPA, it would just be way out of balance. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, well, let's let's try these beers. We're going to take a break, and when we come back. We'll talk about them and uh, cool. k- kind of go from there. What do you think? Yeah. All right, uh, everyone, stay tuned. Real quick, we'll be right back uh, with more Doctor Homebrew. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. High Gravity Homebrewing Supplies wants you to keep it simple. Brewing should be fun. And with High Gravity's amazing electric brewing systems, it is. High Gravity keeps their brewing systems simple, on purpose. More efficient than gas, customizable, and with your choice of one, two, or three vessels, High Gravity's electric brewing systems will completely change the way you brew beer, formulate recipes, and improve your beer's consistency. Dave at High 
High Gravity can customize your system to fit your needs. High Gravity invites you to visit their Build Your Own Brewery page and see how easy it can be to brew electric. And High Gravity offers $7.99 flat rate shipping on most of their products. www.highgravitybrew.com High Gravity. Keep it electric. Keep it simple. Visit highgravitybrew.com. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Now, back to the examination. All right, thanks for sticking with us. We're with the guys from Sonoma Springs. We're trying a little bit of a session IPA, a little dueling, dueling uh, session IPAs. Pretty tasty stuff, guys. Thanks. I'm digging it. You have the dueling banjo song queued up? <laughs> I don't, unfortunately. Uh, but I wish I did. That's why you should just run the boards, Brian. You'd have everything queued up next time. <laughs> You'd have the music covered. That's true. Then we wouldn't need you, yeah. JP. Right? That's true. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you could just sit in the corner and drink beer and laugh. Yeah, I got some. Uh, I got a hockey game. I finished playing. Uh, okay, Brian, you look like you have a bunch of notes here, and I like that about you. Oh, I'm just I'm drawing pictures. Yeah. yeah, so we're, so so we're not going to do a, a super formal, you know, uh, judging uh, of these because these fellows are kind enough to to ask our opinion on on things. So we don't need to to rank and give it points no. and all that kind of stuff. But it's basically just a, a highlight, compare and contrast. And what they yeah. said is true. It's it's two very different two very different beers. They're extraordinarily different. Two different yeah. hop profiles. So yeah, um, Brian, why don't you go ahead and Starting start us with, off, man? Yes, with with. Session IPA number one. I'm getting a, a dankness to the beer. I'm getting a, a in the aroma uh, like an oniony and uh, you know kind of the CTZ kind of hop profile a little bit, and a pininess in there with some low citrus. It seems to have kind of a uh, Columbusy and maybe some modern hop uh, blend going on in there. I don't, I, I don't want to guess hops, but. And sometimes there's some really experimental hops that are coming out that, that people throw in some of these beers, and it's like, oh, you use experimental hop 3247, and it's, <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. I don't know. I can't get that at my homebrew shop yet, maybe, but it's uh, it's cool that you got some and you're brewing with it. But, um, yeah, so um, whereas session beer number two, it's, it's perfumey, bright. It's a little sharp, 
it's got some citrus as well. And the, the hop character in that is maybe a little earthier. Um, it's an interesting blend in that one too. But I, I tend to prefer the, personally, I, I'll just, I'll say, you know, Lee may beg to differ, but I, I prefer the hop aroma in session beer number one. It just has um, a nice balance of all the different, some of the different modern elements and some of the classic elements that make, uh, like, what makes Pliny the Elder so good, you know? Um, has some of that that kind of character to it. Like, And normally I don't like a, a hop that's super oniony. It's just a slight little, you know, onion garlic thing underneath some of the other elements in there, the dankness. Yeah, in low amounts. And, it's, it's and it blends fun. with everything and it makes it really interesting and fun. Yeah. Uh, both it's the beers, fun. Yeah, both the beers look pretty much identical. They're both slightly cloudy, kind of an orangish um, light, you know, a kind of orangish gold color. Um, it's not not super hazy, and you can forgive some haze in, in hops. And this might have just been uh, just been put out too that you'll you know you may clarify it for the the final brew, or you may leave a little haze in there, which which is okay for an IPA. Um, yeah. Flavor-wise, you know, a lot of the same things in the um, in the flavor of the hops in both beers that, that you get in the aroma. It's um, And then um, Session Beer number one, Session IPA number one, has a nice little low kind of toasty malt. I think that the malt profile is probably similarly done or probably the same recipe, I would guess. But it's, you know, as it plays off the hops, it comes across a little differently. There's a little bit of a low toasty malt in, in number one that I find to be balancing better with the hops. Um, and it's not intense or anything. It's just kind of there to support and it's pleasant. Number two also has a, you know, it's got a more malt malt character than, than in, in some pale ales or in some, um, you know, some of the really light IPAs that they brew with just base malt, which, you know, to me gets kind of boring. I tend to like my IPAs on the lighter side, but you got to put a little something else extra in there to to keep it a little more interesting than just being a you know hops on top of base malt um i find that to be a little more balancing if you go too crazy with that um it's gonna throw it off so the hops aren't coming through the way they should but i think that the hop, the malt is in a really nice place for the beer so on both of these it seemed like the the bitterness or maybe something in the second one uh is coming across a little bit higher not it's kind of like Medium, medium low, as opposed to kind of medium low bitterness in the first one, but uh, they seem very close to the same bitterness levels. And they both have kind of they're yeah. both fairly fairly light bodied, kind of medium light to light body, and uh, medium carbonation. But yeah, um, both very pleasant drinking beers. I, I really like the the character in, in the first beer uh, of the hops a little bit better, and everything else that's going on is kind of um, working with the beer. So. Um, if I had to, if I had to vote, I'd vote for number one. So if Lee disagrees with me, then JP, you'll have to be the tiebreaker, I guess. I love being tiebreaker. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great beers. Thanks. Lee, what do you think? Are you going to break Brian's heart or are you going to? Well, that's a different story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a different story. So, it's a different show altogether. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. <clears throat> so these beers, um, I definitely agree with what Brian said about sort of the body and the malt. And that, actually, if you were to tell, to tell me, and I have no idea if this is true, but if you were to tell me that these were the same base malt recipe and the same malts in here, same about same bittering level, I would have said, yeah, that's about what it seems like. 
I, and who knows, I'll end up being totally wrong when you tell me what's in these things. Uh, <laughs> I thought they both did a pretty good job of balancing bitter versus the malt profile while still being fairly dry and drinkable. Um, that's a bit of a challenge in these beers because usually when you're making a lower gravity beer, the danger is you get too light a body to balance out the amount of bittering you're putting in there because you're thinking IPA. So I think you guys did a pretty good job on that. It, it could, For me, it could maybe use a touch more malt in the balance, but it's actually pretty nice as it is. Um, so I thought on, on that respect, they were both a uh, pretty good job. So the rest of it then that I'll talk about, I guess, is sort of the hot perceptions here. And I think Brian's perceptions were, f- were fairly on. The first one, I got a lot more kind of dank and oniony kind of things and a little bit of fruit underneath that. The second one was more earthy pine, but then a lot of fruit. And actually, the second one, I almost thought I was getting something like acetaldehyde in there, green apple kind of thing. But it might have actually been the hops. I'm not even I, sure. Were I was waiting to, for, for you to say something. But, yeah, it might have it might have a little bit of – I don't know if, if – um, you know, we kind of gave you guys a tight schedule if you had to rush one or the other of them or if one of them's younger than the other. But, yeah, I think number two might have a little bit yeah. of uh, fermentation byproduct number left over. Two, that you, yeah. you guys and, and that would go away quickly probably in another day or two up, sitting around. You know. yeah. Second one was brewed uh, about a week and a half after. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. It's, yeah. yeah. It might need a little more age to finish that out. Yep. Um, so, I mean, for me, I kind of I, – I think the um, – the balance, the body, the bittering is pretty equivalent between them. You'll tell me how I'm wrong. Um, the hot profile, <laughs> for me, I like the hot profile number one a little better. Uh, but, you know, if, if the number two didn't have that acetaldehyde note in there, it might come across a little more interesting. Uh, but that was kind of a turnoff for me. But they, the hops seem mellower in that, and I don't know if it's because of that note or if it's just it's yeah. the way it is. But, yeah, it seems like yeah. they're a little more subdued, and, and the first one has a little sharper, uh, you know, happier hop character in there yeah go ahead yeah and the one other thing i say i mean these were both being poured out of growlers and they're probably pretty low on carbonation judging by how they poured uh so they could use a little help there and i'm sure that will be forthcoming when you have them on tap um but uh, and and it might help with the the other issue i have for both of them they both actually seem a little bit low on hop aroma to me Mm. i mean it's definitely there but I, i would expect with a session ipa especially around here you'd get a pretty pretty you know pretty good attack in the nose you don't have to throttle back the aroma on these things and you know maybe if they're carbonated up that'll come across more strongly but for me i just wasn't getting that big a nose on these i could see that yeah you could you could boost up the the same same hops just boost it up you know 15 percent or something or 20 well, percent you could first i would i would take the rest of this and put it into kegs and carbonate it up so it's, it's not yeah. pouring a little bit flat and Make see sure if it presents the nose you yep. want yep. and yeah. if it doesn't then then i consider adding more hops uh, but the, the the carbonation does a lot to drive the aromas. And these beers are both a little on the low side on yep. that. So I think that may be hurting them. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things I mentioned earlier, we we did make some mistakes, um, as all good homebrewers do, and learn from them. Uh, on the first one, we actually, it's my fault, um, forgot to put the brewing salts in as we were getting going. So, you know, adding some gypsum, for example, for hop aroma might have helped um, or could have helped what you're asking you're Maybe. talking about yeah um but we do have them we have a couple of kegs we're planning on putting them on tap in the uh in the tap room for growler fills this weekend kind of get some customer feedback as well so it'll be interesting to test that out mm-hmm. yeah um thank you lee appreciate you're welcome jp here's my take on it from a from a non-ipa guy standpoint first of all what's the abv on these on these puppies um the first one is 4.8 
and the second one is just over five, right okay. around five. Uh, they both kind of taste like IPAs to me. Like they have a, a really big mouthfeel, kind of crystal malty. Um, I, I would like to see a lot of that, like maybe 20% of that sweetness kind of come down. Um, but then the uh, the bittering would be out of balance too. I mean, I think I think they're very balanced. I think two is maybe a little over bitter. I agree with Lee. They they taste like the same kind of base malt. They seem like they taste like the same grain. Um, but I think two might be a little bit higher bitterness than than one. Um, uh, but for me, it's just it it it's like a east coast like a hoppy east coast ipa if that makes sense you know like kind of crystally and a little heavy for a for a, for a session ipa yeah i think um, one of the so point taken i think one of the things we were trying to go to go for you know some of the <clears throat> excuse me some of the sessions that that we've you know we we brought in 30 of them literally mm-hmm. from across the country and tasted them and, and some of them you know were overly hopped some of them were under under hopped yeah. What we were really trying to avoid with the malt build was the ones that taste thin, mm-hmm. that are grassy almost. Yeah. Does that make sense? Or, yes. or, or weedy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were right. trying to avoid water. that. Uh, exactly. But we... Thank uh, you for that because those, that's a palate killer. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. yeah. So, so um, but point taken. Point okay. taken. It's okay. a challenge to make a beer also that's like, you know, four and a half or so percent and have it not be watery. Well, and so, that, that's the, these are hard. Neither one that's the second thin. one. Yeah. For, for being, for being, let's call them just under five, you yeah. know, um, they don't taste like it, Yeah, which is great. I mean, they have a lot of body, but I think maybe too much for a, a target session IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, the aroma in two is probably the most amazing aroma I've ever smelled in an IPA. It smells like I asked you, is this, you put grapefruit juice in it. Like mm-hmm. I, I know that for a fact and you didn't. And nope. It, it, no, it, we did not. It smells like <laughs> it smells like grapefruit juice, like fresh grapefruit, and and that to me is amazing. I think the the aroma from two and the bitterness uh, and the, and the flavor of one would be would be great. That's my. So uh, you're throwing the gauntlet down there. Huh? <laughs> yeah, sure. I just want you guys back to bring a bunch of beer. So you're right. Yeah, yeah. you try to blend the them together too. I mean, you know that. what I mean. It, it just it, it's like. Uh, it just it smells like ruby red grapefruit, man. It just not grapefruit juice, but you still get the pith and the kind of tannin that comes with the, the actual fruit. But uh, um, I, I dig it. I mean, yeah. I could just sit here and sniff this all day. That's amazing. For a non IPA guy, that's a big deal. For a non IPA guy, that's, that's right. That's right. I got a sniffer. I just don't, <laughs> just doesn't like what much, eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> well, Lee and I both voted yeah. against you. Wow. So yeah. We like one, you did. I think, yeah. We did. Well, I, I like a combo. Yeah, well, blend them together, see what you think. Let's try it. What do you think? You think it would be weird? That's a separate question. Why not? Again. <laughs> Don't forget to mix We do it. blending, right? One of our uh, our sours mm-hmm. is a blend of two of our beers. So That's actually pretty good. Is it? Yeah. All right. They do blend well together. It's like a 50-50. Yeah, you can it, really it, taste it. It's like... A 50-50 mix of half number one and half number two. Yeah. Yeah. And then about five seconds later, the bitterness kind of comes through. Yeah, but, for but, me, I don't know. I, I kind of disagree with what JP said. I wouldn't cut down the, the sweetness or the body at all in this beer. There, I, neither I think one is too sweet. If you did, you'd really have to throttle back the bittering. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, other, otherwise, you'd end up with something not, if you not did, very nice. Yeah, if you did lighten yeah. it up, I would just maybe, you know, you could try it at, at four and a half or... You know, four point six, four point seven. Uh, you know, just slightly lower than the four point eight. I I find that that session beers, 
you know, in the in the new guidelines, they define a session beer as like being below four percent, and that you know, there's a lot of session beers that are that are advertised as session beers that are like five point something, and you know, I know, like, right? Well, that's like even that's session kind of just from common strength. Full you know, sale is I like think, five well, five. That, yeah. That's, that's like that. the problem with trying to apply a term like that to something where there's an historical practice, which wasn't necessarily called a session beer as a style, but you know, all the British bitters were sort of referred to as mm-hmm. session beers. Mm-hmm. And those mostly are 4% and under, or 4.5 and under. You know, yeah, three, I think I'm miss some of them. Three and in the four. U.S., everybody's just sort of turning IPAs and pale ales into sessions, and if yeah. they drop it from 7 to 5, it's there. <laughs> 6 to 5. A real Brit would look at that and say, that's not a session beer. <laughs> no. Of course, that's an Australian accent. But, of course, you know, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's all the same. It's, it's, it's all over the map for alcohol strengths and session beers in this country. When we're when you're when you're yeah. used to drinking a, the IPA has become well, it must be seven percent alcohol. So you know now yeah, higher and higher, it, it is the style creep, and that's what happens. Styles develop over time, but then there's going to be a reaction to that, and I think the reaction is this: the the session kind of counterculture movement, like getting really popular. But it's not like oh, let's go straight down to three where, where other people might have set, set a session beer was. We can go to four-ish or five. You can still, like, if you're, if you're used to pounding those beer. 7% mm-hmm. beers, you can drink a few of the, the four and a half or 5% beers and not, you know, lose your focus too badly. Yeah. So is there a difference between a session beer and a sessionable beer? <laughs> no. Yes. Well, no. I think a, a sessionable well. beer is a session beer, but not all session beer. Wait. All session beers are sessionable, but not all sessionable beers are session ales, right? Well, yeah, okay. Berliner Weiss isn't usually called a session beer, but it's pretty sessionable, yeah. as long as you don't right. have, like, acid reflux. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> True. Good point. Yeah. Uh, you, you kind of run into that whole, what is a session beer problem that we have here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that we're talking yeah. about right now. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. We're defining it right now. Let's just define it right here and right now. Yeah. What do you think about what we said about this? No, I think it's great. Stuff. Um, and, you know, like I said Are earlier. Are we full of shit? No, not yeah. at all. Uh, and I, Feels like you it. know, this is the, the first time I tasted That's these you. as well. <clears throat> so I've, I've got lots of, uh, lots of ideas and thoughts in my mind at, you know, very, being v- very self-critical. Um, but uh, it's interesting because, I mean, I can tell you guys what the the builds were if you're interested. Yeah, what was well, actually, you know, let me let me take a break. Okay, and we'll yeah. come back and and if you can just run through the recipe and then while we're doing that, we can maybe uh, taste some of those. Taste culture and all that alt beer, half hour all at the same time. Or yeah. both. Yeah. Yes. We'll we'll clear the palate with the Sonoma Springs Kolsch, okay. and then we'll go to the uh, the Brujo Magic. I love beer. it. All right. So, Sounds all right. good. All right, everyone. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back with some more tasty beers. Uh, it's Doctor Homebrew. We'll be back after this. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa 
Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Admitted. Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the Internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button, improve repeatability, and refine your recipes with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of homebrewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of homebrewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging out. (laughs) I almost missed the break because we're uh, tasting some of this Kolsch from uh, the guys from Sonoma Springs. And uh, I I like to think of myself as a Kolsch aficionado. He likes uh, to. I like to. Uh, nobody else does. Uh, <laughs> and this is very, very good. It's it, a very interesting call. So it, I like it. It's hard to find. Uh, it's hard to find people, especially in the Bay Area. Stupid Colorado probably has a bunch of people making Kolsch for whatever reason. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's hard to find people in the Bay Area who make a Kolsch and then who make it uh, make a good one. There's a few. There's a few people making Kolsch. There's a yeah. few, but they're yeah. hard. I think yeah. they're hard to find. You gotta look. We just did a Kolsch tasting as a part of uh, the Oktoberfest homebrew competition. Uh, the guy, Daniel Owens, who won the best of show last year, got to brew his beer with uh, 21st Amendment. We had a little tasting at the with the Mad Sarmagist at uh, Three Sheets Craft Beer Bar in Dublin, and they had a keg of his beer there. So they uh, managed to, John from our club managed to wrangle that and, and put together a, a, a tasting with that, and it was a lot of fun. So there are cultures around. Um, they call it, uh, At 21A, they called it their classic with a K at the end. And a K at the beginning. Oh. Kolsch. Well, of course. Why wouldn't they? And um, it was a pretty fun beer. Just uh, dropped a keg of the Kolsch off on the way up here at Three Sheets. Cool. So, love, All right. Love well, that place. Yeah. You should get some of this in here, man. This would go They just put it in crazy. a dartboard, too. <laughs> and the like, cornhole. This place needs a dartboard. And as we were there, they were, like, installing <laughs> a dartboard. Like, awesome. Hey, that guy has a good idea. That's awesome. <laughs> um, That's a great place. So, uh, do me a favor, man. Run through real fast the uh, uh, session IPA. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. So, um, let's see. Number one was uh, Vienna Malt, Victory, and uh, Caravien. And we had Warrior as our bittering on the first wart. Uh, we did have Columbus, Citra, and Simcoe yeah. um, throughout the mix. So, that's that's probably what you guys tasted. With your pine and your onion and yep. the dank. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Exactly. So wait, 
Caravien. Victory and Vienna Malt. Wow. Those Vienna, three, no base malt. Uh, well, you're using those. Those, uh, <laughs> those are the specialties. Vienna was the, Vienna the Malt was the base. Okay. Vienna Malt's the base. Oh, wow. Malt. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were just messing with them. Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, well, that, kind of, that will help keep the body up in lower gravity beer. That's yeah. that was our yeah. thought process. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Wow. Um, okay. Let's see. On the second one, we had uh, Pilsner malt um, was eighty five percent. We had a, a honey malt at eight uh, percent. We had Simpson C thirty at three percent. Flaked rye at four um, percent, and, and Carabage malt at four percent. Mm. Carabelge. Carabelge. Belge. Thank Cara you. Carabelge. Sorry, it's the, it's the sessions. Huh. Getting to my head. They managed to get the color exactly <laughs> It's a nice the same. light tan malt, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. This alcohol is actually too low. I can't too low. focus. I can't it was focus. the Carabelge. <laughs> well, it's the, it's the couple we had before we came in, right, um, <laughs> over dinner. And then <clears throat> from a hop perspective, uh, we used Nugget for bittering. Um, we used uh, Crystal, Heavy Crystal. That's probably where you got the, the grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for finishing an aroma, and then we used um, yeah, and and then crystal again for aroma. Uh, yeah, and a and little more classic kind of hop flavors. In yep. Yeah. And aromas. Yep. And then from a yeast perspective, on the first one, uh, we used a standard California ale yeast, um, and then the second we used uh, California lager yeast fermented at a bit higher temperatures. Huh. Um, Why? So. Why California lager? Um, that's a that's a good that's a Tim question. He mm. he's a big fan of using that yeast and and um, fermenting it at different temperatures to get some different esters and whatnot. And maybe that's what you guys were tasting. We didn't yeah. didn't give it enough time. So yeah, it could need a little while longer to clean everything up yep. with that particular yeast. And it was and it was done later too. So yeah, yeah. So uh, cool. Let's crack this alt open, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're coming up at the end of the show, and uh, Kolsch and alt are, like, some of my favorite styles. And Beautiful. Like I said, man, nobody uh, nobody makes them. And I heard they have a good um, uh, Hefeweizen there, classic German Hefeweizen. That's cool. Yep, yep. Well, JP, you can make an alt. I can. I've you, done it once. Yeah, why not do it again? Um, nobody makes them, you make your own. You're a home brewer. <laughs> well, that's why I can't. I'm a home brewer. I don't make good beer. So our alt's a bit darker, I think, than than most that you'll see. It looks dark, yeah. Yeah. This one's a little... Uh, like brown. Yeah, it look, almost looks like... Well, yeah, like a porter. Like, get, a, like a brown porter? Can they get this dark? They can get towards brown, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I, like I brown it, porter-ish. I'd have to look. I think by style guidelines, if you want to be a, a numbers Nazi, this is probably getting out of range, but yeah. who cares? Yeah, maybe they stop at dark, dark coffee. It's very kind of coffee, <laughs> mm-hmm. coffee flavored. Yeah. yeah, coffee alt, a cult, a cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this one, this one's one That's of those ones well, that I was, man. I was telling you guys about that's been really well received, um, especially in in places that uh, you know, are are focused on craft beer, not just IPAs, but all craft beers. Um, we we continue to see. Reorders of the alt, the Roggen. Um, I think people are, you know, people like us, and I'm going to put us all in one bucket here, that have been drinking craft beer for a number of years are are looking for something different. You know, they mm-hmm. don't want to have four IPAs in a night and, you know, 
blow their mouth up. They want to try different things. So yeah. it's, yeah. it's yeah. been it's been really nice. I'll share that bucket. Yeah, very yeah. well received. Um, and uh, you know, I think it's it's something that differentiates us um, in, in especially in, in this market. Um, nice. So, question on this beer. Nice out. Yes. Oh, is this also using that California lager yeast or something else? It's a good question. I don't know the answer. Okay. I don't know the answer, but I'll get back to you. Please do. I will. And like, by the time you get back to me, I'll, like, I don't even know what you're talking what about. What are you talking he about? He might dude? have stopped belching. <laughs> yeah, well, they said I didn't do it on the microphone. You know, the problem with this stupid show is I'm smelling all these glasses and then I'm holding them up because I, I need to be in front of the microphone. And more often than not, I end up smelling the microphone cover. <laughs> and it doesn't smell very good. But it's you. It's your microphone It's me. Cover. It's Justin. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's mainly Justin, let's be honest. Anyway, that's, uh, that's a window into my life. I, I like this alt. Yeah, northern, northern German uh, alt beer can go to uh, light brown too. I mean, this is probably kind of more medium brown, but a little darker than. Uh, yeah, but that yeah that, style, it's but really interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, this this is, this is a pretty brown beer. I mean, it's about the same color as the the brown glass bottle that's sitting here in front of me. It's pretty brown. Mm. You know, that's you can always coat that microphone with patchouli oil to make it smell less, <laughs> less, less offensive. I would love that. It's, some people would probably actually drag you out and kill you for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, what are you doing to us? What are you doing? What do you got? He's pouring more beer. Pour some more. Uh, last one of the night. Okay. Our vice beer. All right. Okay. I can get behind this. And then uh, I think we can take this out and maybe let some of the staff drink it. Because it's always good to leave with a little vice. I might uh, I might steal that Kolsch. Pun intended. Yeah, yeah. I've got a few vices myself. <laughs> right. Remember where it went. This vice beer. We're kind of going the wrong direction here, dark to light. Yeah, it's fine. It's a good palate mm-hmm. cleanser, you know? Wow. Oh, yeah. Nice little banana. What, uh, what yeast do you use for this? I mean, it's very banana clove. It's right in that middle, that sweet spot. It's wow. got, it must be the, yeah, the, the Vine Stefan. This has got some major yeast character in it, yeah. Really, yeah. 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 Really wow. firm, just, yeah, takes you right over to Germany. So I got to be honest, mm. I don't know a whole lot. Um, Jesus. Robert, do you know anything? We, I don't know anything. He doesn't know anything. No, I'm useless. Yeah. He's even more useless. Uh, <laughs> but we do, we do uh, a secondary fermentation um, in the kegs. Okay. Um, which is, uh, it's been interesting to, to go out and sell the beer. With that, yeah, they uh, love that first pour full of haze. Correct. Some that to roll the keg every half hour. That's exactly right. Yeah, that'll yeah. work. But it's been another one that's been really well received. Yeah, the Weizen so. has a really nice balance to it between the banana and the clove, and it has a, a pretty firm maltiness to support all that yeast character too. I mean, it's for a you know a fairly light colored beer. It's not slouching on the on the malt character either. So there's like. The three-pronged attack, you know. There we go. Yeah, attack. If, if anybody has ever thought that a Hefeweizen was a a boring, mild-tasting beer, this thing right. will smack you in the gob. I mean, this is pretty intense flavors yep. here. And I think we're at, what, six six 6.8 on this one? Mm-hmm. So oh, it's, it's that's a pr- really? It's a pretty heavy. That's that's really it's getting there, kind yeah. of Weizenbach territory. We actually call it a, what do we call it, wheat wine, right? <laughs> we do. Nomawise wheat wine. Yeah. So. It is so. it is a little lacking in for, in the carbonation too from mm-hmm. the growler pour, but I'm sure at the at the tasting room it'll it'll pour really nice there. Yeah. <laughs> That's delicious. Yeah, that is kind of nice. Yeah, I mean the the commercial beer I compare it to it's not really taste quite the same, but I mean that alcohol level is kind of like a Vitas Weizenbach, mm-hmm. the yeah. pale Weizenbach. It's kind of nice. Yep. It's definitely hmm. got that. Yeah, it's definitely leaving some warming. Can I have more of that? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Getting some warming. Give me some more. What's the uh, the threshold for a Weizenbach? 
Oh, I don't know. Probably like seven percent, maybe six and a half. I don't remember the number. Oh, okay. All but right. it's, it's definitely so. It's there. It's. Oh yeah, yeah. This right. is there, and it's definitely a, a Bach version of a Weizen. Uh, I mean, the classic one would be Aventinus. That's a darker one. The Vetus yeah. is a pale Weizenbach. It, it looks like a regular Hefeweizen just to look at it, but yeah, Weizenbach starts everything's at six, uh, six and a half percent ABV. Okay. So this could be a Weizenbach. It could very well. In fact, it is. It is. I think it should be. There it is. Done. Done. Figured that shit out. We just made up our That's own. It's a wheat wine. Right. Yeah. 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 So I mean, because so no there. one's going to know what a Weizenbach is. Yeah. So and no one knows what a wheat wine is either. Too. So right. it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, pretty actually, good, man. If you have the new the new BJCP style guidelines, you would know what a wheat gut, wheat wine is. Oh, it, um, do they do they break it out? In, well, in the, in I haven't read them yet, but yeah. I think you would. Yeah, I've read through a little. There, bit. Every style's in there now. Good. It's got everything. <laughs> it's, it's, they thought it's of everything. Yes. Every single style. Well, guys, I appreciate you guys coming in. Hey, you know what? Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, seriously, this, this is, is uh, this so is great. Did we help? Did we hurt? Did we abuse you? What happened here? Did we set up <laughs> conflicts within the organization? No, yeah. no, not no. at all, not at all. Um, you know, it would have been good for Tim to be here, but again, he he couldn't. So um, yeah. we'll take the feedback back. You know, I'm really interested to see. Maybe we can do a you know a, a mashup, right? See if we can we can combine the two. But you know, brewing yeah. it on a, again a professional system takes some of the the issues that I see in the beer out um, and uh, plan would be, I think we're going to try and brew this next week. Give it on the full scale. Yeah. Full scale. Um, We'll do, you know, we'll do a full 15 barrel batch Mm -hmm. and then uh, probably give it two to three weeks to, to get ready with all the dry hopping and all that stuff. So hopefully it'll be out kind of the, you know, late June, early July timeframe. So you have a name for the beer yet? We don't. We'd love some help on that. Uh Oh, Oh no. People in the chat maybe can make up a new oh, yeah. we have a chat room. <laughs> did I just open up Pandora's box? You, well, you, you pretty much did. They won't give any names you can use publicly. <laughs> the way, Dr. The way, Dank. Yeah, the way this is going, uh, Pandora's box, the uh, anime porn, because <laughs> these people are crazy. But, uh, yeah, I think Both we can that. come up with some. I don't Dr. know if we can do it on the spot. but uh, Yeah, maybe a Dr. Homebrew, but uh, I think you want to take the homebrew name out of it. Just call it JP's Beard. Yeah, that would be great. Cultured from the yeast in JP's beard. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. I don't think that would sell. I don't think I it really would sell. Don't. I would picture yeah. JP right yeah. on the tap handle. Oh, yeah. Drive sales away. It'd be great. We're going to go around the corner, but there's nothing around the corner. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted to that. market their beer. Not yeah. Right. yeah, let's get some. Orange hat, because he's wearing an orange hat. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, well, we're not going to solve your marketing uh, yeah. your marketing issues now, but... Uh, Somebody will think of something. That, <laughs> the chat room is pretty creative sometimes. The chat room is pretty creative. Uh, Lulu's asking, what was it? Lulu was a session IPA. If you weren't talking about cats in the chat room, the whole <laughs> cats and porn, you would know these things. Uh, anyway, everyone, thanks for hanging out. This has been Dr. Homebrew. Uh, Robert and Derek, thank you very much. Coming in from uh, Sonoma Springs. Thanks for thanks having us. Yeah. Coming down there. If you guys thank are you. ever up in Sonoma, check them out, please. Uh, delicious beers. And uh, soon to have a Dr. Homebrew tweaked out uh, you know, what the hell? Session session IPA? I still haven't gotten used to that. It's so foreign to me. Get used session to it. IPA? You've got like three of them on tap right out here. I know. It's still just like, it, it, it seems like in the past four months, everything is now a session IPA. You're behind the times. Go on, I am one. behind the times. summertime. Yes. I don't think I want to. It's because people finally started listening to you. <laughs>
Um, Tame down your IPAs, guys. Either Lulu is giving either Lulu is giving this as a name suggestion, or she's commenting to me. But she says you don't have to yell. <laughs> That's sure. a good name for a session beer. You don't have, have to, to yell. yell. It's yeah. fact, session it's, IPA. It's, quiet. it's actually not bad. That's um, pretty good. I'll quiet leave it up to you guys. Uh, if you use that, we get 20% of all sales. Okay, everyone. It's been Dr. Homebrew. We'll see you next time. Cheers. 